Welcome to this week's episode of Weekly Devotions with Pastor James. My name is James. Pray that you're doing well today. Hopefully you're having a great day or it's been a great day for you, depending on when uh, you're taking a listen. And uh, appreciate all of you tuning in and uh, downloading and or listening to uh, these podcasts. It's something that I enjoy doing. And so uh, I thank you for uh, coming along the ride with me. And uh, if you ever want to connect with us, you can do so at Guarding the Well on Facebook. I would love to hear from you there. You could leave a comment here on uh, Podbean. And uh, if you have time, uh, give an episode a like, a share, a comment, and we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, It's a great way to encourage us here at Weekly Devotions. And so uh, we pray that you're doing well. And um, question for you, have you ever gone deep sea fishing? I know it's kind of a strange question to start a podcast off, but we've been uh, talking about anxiety. The, our last two episodes, we, we've been talking about anxiety and a couple things that causes anxiety in our lives, in our hearts, and uh, we still have two episodes to go. This episode and the next episode, we're going to be talking about anxiety, but in these two episodes, these last two episodes, we're going to be talking about a couple things that we can do to help fight back against anxiety that we can do when we are anxious, and so we're going to get into that in a couple minutes, and I'm going to give you a couple things I actually didn't give to my church uh, to fight back anxiety, so there's going to be two other things that uh, I didn't I didn't hand out to the church or, or talk to uh, my church about uh, when I went through this with them. Um, and so I'm going to give that to you. So it's kind of a little bit, a bit of a bonus, uh, if you would. But uh, the reason I asked you if you ever went deep sea fishing is um, years ago when I was a teenager in the Boy Scouts, we went to Wildwood, New Jersey. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's a beach. It's right on the shore. Uh, you can stay there. And we actually camped on the beach. I guess there was one area where you can camp. And so uh, we were camping on the beach. And one of the things that we had scheduled to do on our trip was to go deep sea fishing. And we got on the boat, you know, one of those charter boats that, you know, you have maybe 20, 30 people on thereabouts. And we went out, I want to say it was about seven miles from shore. Uh, All I know is you could not see any land. And it was a bit freaky, especially for me, because uh, I can't swim. And so we're out there fishing and the boat was rocking, not too much. And one of those big shipping boats, like a tanker boat, if you would, uh, I don't know the exact name, but those huge boats kind of got too close to us. And um, not necessarily them, but the wake that was caused by the boat behind it was too close to us. And I got our boat rocking. And I mean, it was rocking. Uh, The boat was going back and forth so much where the dock of the boat that we were on was going under the water on both sides. One side would would rock and go under the water, and then the other side would rock and go under the water, and it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Needless to say, I spent the rest of that trip on the inside of the boat uh, seasick, Uh, but it was uh, was a bit scary having all that water come up onto the boat like that, and uh, reminded of going Going back to the thing we, the example we've been using in our, our look at anxiety with the disciples on the boat when Jesus is sleeping, and the storm is coming up and the water's coming in the boat and they run back to Jesus and go, Rabbi, teacher, don't you care that we're gonna drown? Because the disciples are freaking out. They had water coming into your boat, and I don't know if you've ever been in that that position where water's coming in or on the boat that you're on. 
it's a little nerve-wracking. I, I can see the anxiety that they had, and they, they come running to Jesus going, don't you care that we're going to die uh, and drown? And so what does Jesus do? Well, Jesus, he gets up at that point. They wake him up, and Jesus doesn't speak to the disciples. He actually speaks to the waves. He speaks to the storm. And what he does is he calms the storm. He calms the wave just by speaking. But it's not that Jesus just calmed the sea, but he also calmed the waves as waves of anxiety within the disciples. You and I, we battle the anxiety all the time. And if you're like me, if you're like most people who battle anxiety, there are a lot of different things that you try to do to um, get rid of the anxiety that you have. For some people, it's exercise. For others, it's drugs. For some, it's alcohol. Uh, I know a lot of people, they have wine because the only reason, because it, they're anxious. And so they, they drink a lot of wine and maybe it's too much wine. Other people, it's gambling. Other people, it's addictions or hobbies. And, and I'm not saying any of these things are sinful in and of themselves. The only the point that I'm trying to make is this, that a lot of things, most of the things that we try to do to curb our anxiety only mask the storm. They don't get rid of the storm that is causing the anxiety. And it is Jesus, he is the one, the only one that actually can calm the storm that causes anxiety, not just mask it. And so we need to run to him. We really need to run to Jesus because he's the one that calms the storm. It's Jesus that settles the waves of anxiety. Because as a lot of people say, you know, and, and I said it in, in our couple episodes back when we talked about depression, that Jesus is greater than depression. But the same thing is true with anxiety. Jesus is greater than the anxiety that we have, greater than the anxiety that comes up in our lives. But what can we do about it? What can we do about the anxiety that we uh, have in our lives, whether from work or relationships or just because of things you know that are down the road that are going to come and you know my my oldest son he's going to be having back surgery later this year and uh you know things like that just cause anxiety what what can we do well there's two things i want to give you three or four things depending on time in this episode and then we'll we'll touch on another three or four things in our next episode that we can do to battle back against anxiety but uh, i want to give you two things that i didn't give to my church when i was talking about this um there's often times where uh, pastor is putting a sermon together and there's things that don't make the final cut of the message. Um, and I had that with anxiety. There's two things that I knew I just wasn't going to have time to talk about. And so I'm like, eh, I'll just, you know, cut them out if you would. I didn't, I didn't even put them in, but I'm going to give them to you. Um, so what can we do to help battle back anxiety, to calm the anxiety? Well, one of the things that we can do to help anxiety is actually seek forgiveness, that we can seek forgiveness. And sometimes in our lives, the reason that anxiety is um, building within us is because of sin that we have committed. And and I'm sure you've been there. You've done something that you know you should not have done, that it's sinful. Uh, maybe it was against somebody else. Maybe it was just a sin against the Lord. And you're just anxious about it. You're jittery about it. Like, oh, what if they find out? What's going to happen? I can't believe I did this. And, and, oh. and so because of this sin that we have committed, because of the folly, the rebellion, the what we should not have done, even if it was at work, like, oh, I can't believe I did that. What if they find out? It causes anxiety. 
Have you ever been there? Are you there now where the, the sin that you've committed um, is just causing you anxiety? Well, one of the ways that you can battle back against anxiety to help get rid of it is actually seek forgiveness. That where you go up to, maybe it's the boss, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your child or, you know, somebody in your church family or your neighbor, whatever the case may be, and be like, hey, you know what, I'm sorry that I, I did that. Will, will you forgive me? You can remember a winter winter or two ago, uh, I was doing, I have a lot of sidewalks that I have to clear here at uh, the church I pastor and my home. And uh, it's, uh, they're, they're, they're the biggest sidewalks, I think, on the planet. They're like five feet wide and there's a whole lot of sidewalks. And I can remember one year I was using the snowblower and the neighbor uh, was using their snowblower and it was shooting snow up onto the sidewalks that I've already cleared. And I was using the snowblower and I said something I shouldn't have said. And I said it louder than I thought. And I said I, something to the effect of, I can't believe you're throwing snow back onto my sidewalks. You know, just out of frustration. Well, that didn't sit well with me. Uh, for a couple of days, I'm like, hey, you know what? That's just not, it's not sitting well. And I had a bit of anxiety because of it. And so when I saw the lady the next time out and about, uh, I actually went over to her and I apologized. I, I said, I, I shouldn't have said that. I had frustration uh, because of, you know, this and this. I go, I'm sorry. Uh, shouldn't have done that. And so sometimes the way that we need to battle against anxiety is actually to seek forgiveness of the sins that we've committed against others and the sins that we've committed against God. That where we need to come before the Lord and say, you know what, Lord, I've sinned, I've done this, I've done this, and I think it's fostering some anxiety within me. And I need to forget, I need forgiveness. I need to confess it. I need to repent of it. And I need to seek forgiveness. Will you forgive me? And as we for seek get forgiveness and receive that forgiveness from the Lord and hopefully from other people, you know what? That helps the anxiety that we have within us because we don't have to keep thinking about it. And so that really helps. And so maybe you need to seek forgiveness from somebody or from the Lord because of something you've done that's causing anxiety within you. And another thing that we can do to help battle back against anxiety in our daily lives is simply this. Think about it instead of feel it. And what I mean by that is this. Anxiety a lot of times is emotion. We feel it. Uh, there, there, we just get jittery. We get upset. We get angry. We get nervous. We get whatever the emotion is, we feel it. And a lot of times with our anxiety, what is causing it is we, we start feeling things. We go, oh, I don't know. And, and it's our feelings that are upping our anxiety. And what we're doing is we're feeling the situation. We're not actually thinking about it. And there's times, I think I told you in, in a previous episode, that one of the things that causes anxiety in my life is if I'm at a, a grocery store or something along those lines and I'm in the middle of the aisle and there's people on both ends of the aisle, I'll start to get twitchy. My anxiety will start getting kicked up. I don't know why I'm not claustrophobic, but if I'm surrounded by people and I, and I feel like I'm trapped, that's when I start getting anxious because I feel it. I feel the people around me. I feel the people looking at me, even though they're not looking at me. You know, I could feel all of it. And what I need to do in those situations is think about it. 
And I need to think about going, you know what, I'm not trapped because not one person in this aisle can actually hold me in this aisle. I'm much bigger than them. I'm much heavier than them. I'm much stronger than them. Like the 80-year-old lady that is bent over at the shopping cart is not going to keep me in the aisle. Like I can easily get around her or through her if I needed to. And so there's times in our lives where your anxiety is just raging. And what you need to do is actually think about it. Take a deep breath. Think about what the anxiety is, what's causing the anxiety, and ask yourself, well, is this a proper response to what is actually happening? What is actually taking place? Or am I just feeling it and allowing my emotions to overtake me and lead me down a path that I I don't need to go? And so maybe that's you today. Maybe you have things going on in your life and you're just feeling it and you're not actually thinking about them. And because you're not thinking about them, your feelings are taking you outside of the reality and you're getting really anxious about it. And so I I would encourage you not just to seek forgiveness for sin and mistakes and follies that are adding to your anxiety, but also to think about the things. Think, why are why am I anxious? What is causing me to be anxious? And does it even make sense? And so think about it. Because when we do those things, a lot of times our anxiety um, is not necessary. And as somebody that, that struggles with anxiety at times, I know that that could be a little... Uh, forceful, but a lot of times our anxiety is not necessary. And it's because we're allowing our feelings, our heart to lead us instead of actually thinking about the truth and the reality. And so those are a couple things that didn't make the final cut that I gave them my, my, my church congregation a couple weeks back. And so I want to give you at least one more in uh, our episode this week as that we could do to battle back against anxiety. And it is something that, it's a Bible verse that a lot of people know, they, they really do know, and it's Psalm 46, verse 10. And many of you will, will know that, and, and what it says is, be still and know that I am God. And there's two things in that verse that we can do to help battle back anxiety, but the first one is just a, simply this, be still. We need to be still, and we need to apply those words to our lives, be still. And those words in the psalm there, it's not talking about an external stillness where we take a nap or we're lazy or we don't do anything. Those words are an internal stillness. It's talking about speaking to our heart, our mind, our emotions, everything that's going on in our inner being to be still. And what is really amazing about those words is this. Some Bible translations don't say be still. They're translated this way. Stop your fighting or cease your striving. Imagine that. Think about it this way. Stop your fighting. Know that I'm God. Cease your striving. Know that I am God. It adds to it a little bit. It puts a little bit different spin on it. And those words be still literally means take your hands off the wheel and to relax. That we need to take our hands off of the wheel. It's hard though. It is really, 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 really hard. As I drive, I I do all the driving for my family and uh, we were just down to Florida and so I did that drive. It's about 16 hour drive. Not once did any of my four kids 
jump up front, grab a hold of the steering wheel and start trying to drive the car. Uh, they know better than that. But you know what? They didn't have to because they weren't worried about where we were going or why I was stopping or why I was turning this way or why I was speeding up or why I was slowing down. They weren't worried about that because they trusted me. They knew me. They knew that I would get them there uh, as far as the Lord would allow me to. But that's what the words be still mean. It means to take our hands off the wheel. See, anxiety causes us to put our hands back on the wheel of the car that Jesus is driving, and that's our life. And Jesus is calling us, telling us, you know what? Take your hands off the wheel. Just relax. I got this. You need to be still. That's what he tells us to do, to be still, allow our stillness, to allow our hearts, allow our minds to stop trying to grab hold of the steering wheel of our lives and just allow Jesus to take over, allow him to drive, allow him to control things. And we sit back and we relax. And I know that that is so much easier said than done. I struggle with it. And so I'm not telling you like from a, a high lofty position of, you know what, you got to do this. Like this is a battle even for myself. But we need to be still and we need to know that God is God. And that's what we're going to pick up in our next episode is the second part of that verse where, you know, the author says, be still and know that God is God. Because the way that we can battle back against anxiety is to know that God is God. And when we know that God is God, it enables us to be still because we know that he is God. And so I would encourage you as you maybe battling through anxiety today, or maybe it'll be tomorrow, whatever the case may be, to be still. Try to take a breath. Try to put your mind and your emotions at rest. Take your hands off the steering wheel. Do you know that bumper sticker? I don't know if they still make them. I don't see bumper stickers all that much anymore. Uh, but the bumper sticker that, that Jesus is my co-pilot, that is incredibly wrong. I don't want Jesus to be my co-pilot. I want Jesus to be my pilot um, because he knows where he's going. Like he, he can see things before they happen. It's so much better to have Jesus as our pilot instead of our co-pilot. And if Jesus is your co-pilot, you're going to have anxiety because you're going to keep trying to steer the plane. And that doesn't bode well. And so I'd encourage you today to try to be still, to rest your mind, to rest your heart, know that he is God, but also seek forgiveness where you need to seek forgiveness at. And you know what? Think about things instead of just feeling them. Like take the time to think. We live in a culture, we live in a society where we don't take the time to actually try to process our emotions, to think about what we're feeling or why we're feeling or what we're doing. We don't think about it. We just turn up the noise of the world and we continue to just allow our feelings to control us. And that's not what is good. That's not what is proper. And so I pray that you're doing well. Hopefully these episodes on loneliness, depression, and anxiety have been a blessing to you. If they have been, uh, let us know. Like them. Maybe even share them with somebody else. And uh, we really do hope you're doing well. And uh, we're praying for you. And if there's anything we can do for you, let us know. And until next week or next episode, it should be out soon. Uh, you take care and have a great day.